If you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hey, 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 Mischief Makers. Welcome back to the conversation. MKJ here. And we've been having a brilliant conversation. Mike Grimberg, welcome back to the conversation. We've been having a brilliant conversation over the last two episodes. And I swear to you, if you don't start with the first episode, consume that, absorb that as many times as you need, and then go to the second episode on innovation and really hone in on that. Because what we're going to talk about next takes what Mike has talked about in innovation and he's going to give you the goods. He's going to give you the path to what he's done, what I've done, what companies we help have done. But let me tell you, first off, what we're going to talk about right now is strategy and tactics. As anyone who's listened to the show knows, Friday, this is a Friday show. If you aren't listening live, just know that Fridays are my favorite days because this is the day that we get to talk about down in the dirt, getting muddy, getting dirty, ground level, rolling up our sleeves and getting our hands dirty. I got to tell you quickly, I was talking to a marketer the other day and she was saying, you know, it's it's great. All these strategists, they just, you know, these these people who just think about things and talk about things. I call them the blah, blah, blah people. And they just blah, blah, blah. And that's all they can do is talk about a topic and a strategy and a high level framework. She said, the people who actually have to get it done are the ones that usually that person doesn't understand the person who has to get it done. Well, I'm here to tell you, we're going to get it done. And I disagree with that statement. I think the people who are strategists and are futurists actually are able to think about how to get it done. So with that monologue, didn't expect to do that, but uh, here we are. Mike, take us through that. We've talked about this high-level thinking and mindset. We've talked about the innovation and how you're going to look at your, your business and try and be different, not better. Now, what do we do? Take us through the path. What do we do to actually make that happen? Well, Mary, first of all, I do actually agree with some of that statement. I do think there are a lot of would-be strategists out there that have never actually executed the thing that they're strategizing in their lives. Yep. And actually, I think that's the thing that as a service business, you really want to avoid. Absolutely. One of the most powerful things is to be able to say, how do you know this works? We've done it for ourselves. That's how we built our business. Okay, I'm ready to listen now. Right. Completely agree. And and those people who are just thinking, we all have BS meters. We know, most of us know when we're being BSed. So I agree 100%. But you are a strategist who actually knows how to implement. I am a strategist who knows how to implement. And we're talking to others of our kind. Thank goodness, because we're different (laughs) here. So let's take that. And I agree. And thank you for pointing that out. How do we take the idea of all of the noise of everybody going, look at me, look at me, I'm here, I'm great, I'm wonderful, and try and just get your attention and be in front of your face to actually different? I think 
you know, we've talked about a lot of things prior. So sticking to strategy tactics, I think when the first time I did this, I didn't really have an idea of where we would end up. And you never exactly do. What I mean by that is I didn't know what the outputs were actually going to be. Like I knew we we're going to end up with a strategic narrative, but what was missing there is well, what else does that entail? So for a service business in particular, I think what you really need to come to terms with is one of the core outputs you're going to end up with that you need to get to is some unique IP because you don't have a product that's IP. I use IP loosely. It doesn't mean you're going to trademark it. Sometimes yeah. you can, but a lot of times you can't or you shouldn't actually. That's a whole conversation probably for another time. But <laughs> you need to get to the point where you have a framework, a playbook, a unique idea unique POV about the market that you're in, whatever it is, but something that's more than just an idea, even, but something fancy tangible, but something that you can actually put out there, put on a slide, whatever, and say, here's the different. Yes. Not let me tell you how we are different, but here's the different. Yes. Because so you've that, gone through that innovation. Let me, let me make sure I, I help you set this stage because it's exactly what we just talked about in the last episode. Once you've uncovered how you're different and you've put it in a framework, then you own it. It's you. No one can copy it. Nobody can do it the way you do it because they don't have all the stuff that you put into it that is unduplicatable, if that's a word, right? Because they're not you. So take that, write it down. Here's our process. Here is who we are. Here is how we will serve you differently from anyone else. And once you do that, guys, you have no competitors because no one can do it like you do. So I'm sorry, go ahead. I love yep, what you no. said. I had to support it. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the other thing related to that is, which you pointed out, I think very, very well, Mary, is be ready to take your lived experience and put it into it, into your different. And I think you as the founder, that's the really, really important partner or whatever. I don't know how many you know, people might be in a partnership, might be two founders, might be five partners, whatever it is. The founding group for your service business, you have to take those lived experiences and put that into your different. Because let's assume you have a company of 25 employees. They can't do that for you. Doesn't mean you shouldn't include them. That consider some of the tactics, but it has to be really, this has to be an exercise that is founder led for a reason. Not least of which is if you don't believe in it, good luck selling it. And if you can't sell it, nobody else is going to sell it. Either. Yeah. So those are like two really core things. The other thing, when you think about inputs, you really should be thinking granularly. Okay. What do I want to get out of this? Well, you should be thinking about a sales deck. That's a core input. You should be thinking about, and in addition to that is that sales deck should be able to double for external conversations in marketing and internal conversations in marketing. Because if your team can't buy into what you're selling, your team doesn't buy into your different, guess what? Ain't going to happen. Yeah, You'll sell it, you'll never deliver on it, and then your reputation goes down the toilet. So that's the other important piece. From there, what's critical is you got to start with internal stakeholder interviews is what we call them. And that's, again, if it's just you, if you're the only founder, well, guess what? You're going to interview yourself. You're going to go lock yourself in a room for a while. And I can only tell you what works for me is just a lot of writing. Like literally think about the questions you're trying to answer, write them down, and then write out the answers. And then just keep going down that process of, well, if this, then that kind of thing. If this is true, then this other thing needs to be true. And like in the, so what, you know, yes. uh, questioning yes. line, et cetera. Like, yeah. Why? Okay. Well, I answered this. Well, so what, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And you literally have to interview yourself. Yeah. If you have 
other stakeholders, if you're a bigger company and you've got whatever, maybe a team of executives, maybe you have a, an operations leader and a sales leader, great. Bring them in, interview them. What do they believe? Yeah. All this kind of stuff. I can talk about some specific questions, but then from there, you should have a hypothesis built out. A hypothesis around, well, what makes us different? So in our case, I already, again, I mostly interviewed myself, Gabby, my wife and co-founder, you know, I talked to her as well. That was it. Like we didn't involve anybody else on our team until way, way, way later. And I'll talk about that. And from there, what you want to do is talk to your best fit customers. And what you're trying to do is two things. One is validate your hypothesis. Now you can't ask them, well, I think we, you work with us because of this. Do you agree? You're leading the witness that ain't going to work, right? So you need to ask them questions that will ideally, based on what they say, either proves or disproves what you thought. Right. So it could be things like, you know, tell me about the, you know, the worst day on the job. Cool. They'll tell you a story. Awesome. You know, have, have, and then you can ask, well, how is working with us helped alleviate some of this or whatever, or has it, you know, things like that. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. story-based, they can tell you yes or no. And now you've either proved or disproved it. Cool. Yes. The other thing you want to uncover is net new insights that you may have missed by interviewing yourself or your co-founder and stakeholders, right? And specifically, you want to search for language and pain points that you maybe didn't think of. So again, questions like, tell me about the best day on the job and worst day on the job. They might sound very like silly, but the stories they will tell you will very granularly uncover the pain point as well as the messages, the, the words that they use to describe those pain points or high points, both of which are important. Yes. Now, based on that, you can go and start building your strategic narrative, your messaging, your POV, building out your frameworks around, well, okay, I now know these three things or these four things. How do these all fit together into what I believe is the different? And again, your job should be the core input is you should be coming out of it with some IP, with a framework of how does business get done in whatever industry. And so, you know, if you are a biotech consulting firm, okay, what is the different model or framework for building a biotech company? that you believe it is. Great. That is your thing. That is now you're different. Not just, oh, you know, we can get you to your development milestones faster. Okay. Well, supposedly so can the 25 other companies. Yep. That's the better. Yes. Wow. All right. So guys, (laughs) did you hear that? I love the net new insights. Think about that. Net new insights. New insights that you didn't think about because, you know, I love this statement. What got us here, what got me here will not get me there. I need new inputs. I need new information. I need some other external form of information that I don't already have. Because if I already have it in my head, I'll be there. (laughs) So net new insights. I love that. Now, tell me, that was a beautiful analysis of how to actually tactically, strategically set yourself up to create messaging, conversations, interviews podcast, guest appearances, content, all around how you're different and you serve your audience different. How do you bring in, like you mentioned Patagonia, how do you bring in your mission with that? Because we all have a a higher purpose. I know with the company I'm working with right now, we are specifically trying to help people stop social chasing, we call it, as the way you market. So basically that's just chasing all the social parameters, likes, hand claps, hearts, right? All those things. That's just social chasing. If that's your only marketing tactic, you are basically being led by algorithms. 
and you you are absolutely being led a particular direction. And the only customers you're going to get are those who are also being led by those algorithms. You're not creating relationships. So we have a mission to stop companies from looking at their audience as users, which are social chasers, their social algorithms. How do we incorporate that mission into that strategy and those beautiful tactics you just outlined? I love that question. If you'll permit me, I want to pull something up so I don't butcher it here. <laughs> Please. I really love the question, actually, because I think a lot of organizations really make the mistake of separating out what's usually called like the employer brand from their core brand, and oh. also then separating out culture from brand. I've had a number of really great conversations on it recently with some really smart marketing and business leaders where reality is culture is brand and brand is culture. And what we've done, really, in my opinion, any, any business in theory, I think should take this and use it, but definitely founder-led, owner-led business should take it and use it. So this was actually, Gabby's my co-founder, this was her brainchild. Because, you know, usually you've got the, you know, mission, vision, and then it sort of just sits there. Yeah. What we've done and what her idea was is to really build the, what we call the culture pyramid. And again, for a founder-led business, it starts with the owner's intent. The idea of owner's intent actually came from somebody else. It's from a book by Casey Graham, founder of Gravy, I think it was. I forget the name of the book, but that owner's intent is, but again, for a founder-owner-led company, that is so critical. That's even more important than the mission and the vision because the reality is the business exists because the owners want it to exist. And yeah. if nobody else understands it, your internal people, will not, doesn't matter how much they buy in everything else. Okay, so owner's tend is at the top. Your ethos is the next layer, right? And the ethos is what is the characteristic spirit of the culture? For us, it's people first. That's proof point marketing's ethos, okay? Then it's vision, then it's mission, then it's strategic narrative. And then you have leadership principles, operating principles, and core values. And the pyramid technically works both ways. Your core values are the foundation. If people can't support those, your entire business falls apart. On the flip side, if you own, if people don't understand the tip of the pyramid, that owner's intent, nothing works either. Yeah. And everything in between. Yeah. So if you can repeat the question again, because I think I've sort of answered it, but not completely. Yeah, no, you did. So that when we're looking mm -hmm. at that whole structure of being different and tactically and strategically being different, how does our mission fit into that whole process of your strategy to communicate your different? Yeah. yeah. So as I mentioned, the, the, the mission and the vision are kind of two of the middle layers of that pyramid. And the important piece really is, again, this gets into the narrative itself then, which is has to support those things. Your people, because again, let's remember, people build, build affinity to your brand, through their relationships to people, ideas, and groups, okay? Yeah. So your mission and your vision are technically your core ideas, which are supported by and outlined by your strategic brand narrative, okay? If your people don't get it, can't repeat it, and can't or won't live it, then it's not true. So- Repeat that for me. Repeat if people, that. If your people don't get it, can't repeat it, and can't or won't live it, then it's not true. So- this is where, again, like if you think about your narrative and your sales deck, I mentioned it has to work both internally and externally. This is an example of that, where you really have to sell your internal stakeholders and your internal team on what your different is. That's probably the most important thing. 
because this gets then into tactics, one of your biggest levers that's almost always missed, you mentioned, you know, the company you work with, social chasing. And yes, I don't, I agree with you, likes and claps and hearts and whatever, can't take those to the bank. Engagement is important, but for a different reason. It's engagement with a purpose. Okay. So one of the biggest channels or levers, whatever we want to call them, that that's missed is the people. If you can activate your people, there's nothing more powerful than that for a service business. Problem is, it's not about the tactics. It's not about, well, let me teach you how to use LinkedIn. Let me teach you how to use TikTok. Well, let me let me show you how to record a video, whatever. Like, sure, that's a, you need that at some point. But if you people don't get it, can't repeat it, can or won't live it, none of that other stuff matters because they will never activate, at least not for you. Wow. I got to tell you, I'm going to put that last five minutes on repeat a few times because that's how you get it in your head. That's how you live it. I love that. If they cannot repeat it, if they cannot live it, they're not going to do it. So if you're just selling a thing, a widget, you're not getting this deep. You're not getting this deep. You're not building relationships. You're just selling a widget and that someone's going to come along, probably Amazon, and do it faster and cheaper than you can. So now you're out of business. This will future-proof, recession-proof, big company-proof your business. If you can go through this process, everyone listening to our voices, please share this with anyone you know who's a founder who's struggling with this and thinking that all they got to do, oh my gosh, I saw a landing page, an actual Google ad for a company that said, we're better than chat GPT. They just killed themselves. They just shot themselves in the foot. You might as well just market chat GPT at that point. (laughs) You are. (laughs) So, I mean, there's no way you can be, you're not going to build a company. I don't even remember what the name of the the site was or the business was. It doesn't matter. They just shot themselves in the foot. So if you have someone who's basically marketing like that, please share these three episodes with them and tell them they better do something different. So Mike, I swear you have been so kind and compassionate and so open to sharing your brilliance. Is there one piece, last piece of advice you'd like to leave people with, with this whole idea of different so that they can walk away with an idea that I can do this? I want to answer that question because yes, uh, one really quick thing. I want to give credit where credit is due. So that line I was saying about know it, repeat it, whatever. I, I tweaked it a little bit, but the original came from my conversation with Allison Netzer on our podcast. She's the CEO of a company called Nimbus. So I always want to give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. The main thing I would say is believe that you can be different. Because I think it, it's as a service business, especially it's easy to fall into the trap of, well, we're just lawyers. Like we're not different, right? Or whatever it is. We're just consultants. We're, there's nothing different about what we do. We're like, Believe that you really can be different and not different in the fluffy way of, well, again, it's not the better, the cheaper, the faster. So that's, you know, I don't don't know that that's additional, but I I do think it's it's valuable to really think about that as a service business. Like you can be different and that's okay. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. 